0: hello everyone i hope you are doing well i'm your host naomi tucker show 10 of talk racing to me i can't believe it has gone so quickly but i do remember all the incredible guests that i've had on i'm so honored to have you all tuning in and engaging with these guests and stories it's been it's been a phenomenal ride i i can't begin to describe how much it's meant to me and how much I've learned. But let's get started on this week. It's Belmont Stakes week. The 152nd running of the Belmont Stakes, which normally concludes the Triple Crown. But this year is the beginning. Everything's different. No fans, an altered nine furlongs, one turn that these three-year-olds have to go over. It's just all up. But if there's one story that you want to follow, that you need to follow in this year's Belmont Stakes, it's that of the number two Sol Volante for the team of Patrick and Andy Biancone, A birthday gift for young Andy. She's here with her partner, Philip, trying to allow the son of Caraconte to peak at the right time. It's an incredible story, as her father can't be up here from Florida this weekend, So dive into it, learn about her, what it's been like, the hope she's placed on this horse that she also part-owns. Before we get started, housekeeping. Check out our Royal Ascot podcast as we are in the middle of the Royal Ascot meeting and we have been gathering up some of the best experts we can find to provide you with those winners. And for this show, excuse some of the rumblings, Due to sitting six feet apart, I had to amp up the mic and hence it picks up any movement Andy and I made as we were in the um, Garden City Hotel on Long Island recording this uh, podcast yesterday, as of now. yep, we're dropping on Thursday. Today it is Wednesday the 17th. Just to let you know, uh, we're not wasting any time here. Andy Biancone joins me here in Floral Park. It's a little bit different today, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> You're my tenth episode of Talk Racing to me, which is Ooh. awesome. I'm so excited to have you here. It's it really, really is a pleasure. Oh, I'm so excited to
1: be here. I love this podcast. I'm a big fan of Naomi, just in general. Hundred percent love her. So super happy to be here.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm glad to have you joining us. You're 22. 23 are you 23 now
1: i am yeah everyone keeps saying i'm 22 but i'm 23 now
0: i'm glad we cleared that up <laughs> i thought i did my homework but clearly you <laughs> clearly <forever>. not. <laughs> okay 23 year old assistant trainer to your father patrick biancone and the main reason i have you on my podcast today is because you are and the co-owner and the exercise writer, and the assistant trainer of sol volante who is running in the 152nd Belmont Stakes this Saturday? Now, first of all, how are the nerves? Um,
1: it's pretty crazy. I think um, it, it hasn't completely hit me yet, but I definitely will need some like adult diapers, paper bags, things of that nature. I think on race day, I will be a mess. Um, you know, this is a really special horse to me and my family, and it's just. I mean, it's just been a crazy ride, so I I don't know. I can't even describe it.
0: Let's start at the beginning. How did Sol Volante come into your life? I heard it's quite the story.
1: It's pretty crazy. So I was at OBS in April with my dad, and it was just a couple days before my 22nd birthday. And um, he just, like, Sol Volante just caught his eye on the video, and my dad was like, we need to see this horse. I was like, what? Okay. And then, like... We, I mean, he was in, like, barn EE, e., like, all the way down, like, just, you know, in a really small co-signer. He only had, like, six horses or something like that, and, um, my dad was like, if I can get this horse for less than 25000 like, he's gonna be a birthday present. I was like, what? And we bought him for twenty, um, and yeah, I mean, I, you know, I was thrilled. It was a super exciting process. I mean, even just to Oh, and a piece of a horse is exciting. Um I sat down and did like with my dad and we made my silks and so the horse was special from the beginning, but I always thought, you know, I I always thought he would just be like a little allowance horse or small ste- a little stake horse, you know, that I would have been perfectly happy with that, especially since we bought him for so cheap, you know, but he's really just proving me so wrong again and again and again. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> Were you taken by him the moment you saw him at the sales?
1: Not really. Honestly, I was like, he's all washed out and nervous and he looked all, he's very, you know, rangy, lanky kind of guy. Not really like, you wouldn't pick him out of a crowd of horses and be like, this is amazing. You know what I mean? Um, But it's really his heart. He has such a big heart and he's the type of horse who would take a bullet for you. He's so intelligent. He's... He actually, when we first got him, was untrainable just because he his he had some anatomy issues. Like his testicles were twisted and they were really causing him a lot of pain. But as soon as we gelded him, he was just the sweetest horse to be around. I mean, a three-year-old could probably ride him around the shed row and he'd be perfect. Like he's an angel. Never does anything wrong. So, you know, he's just a pleasure to be around and a pleasure to travel with.
0: When did you start seeing his potential? When did you start realizing, oh, possibly he's better than just an allowance horse? So um, when he broke
1: his maiden, he really, really impressed me. I mean, I was at Keeneland when he broke his maiden and I was thinking, you know, he definitely needs a race. He's very immature and he won by a pretty impressive margin. I mean, I think it was it was a two turn race and he won by probably six lengths or something like that. And he paid Good he paid good money as well. It was like $28 or something. So, you know, just I mean, that was the first time a horse had run under my silks as well. So I was just mind blown. I mean, it took like a million screenshots. I was like, look at this. So like, <laughs> um, you know, that really impressed me just the way he wanted. And then I was like, oh, great, we're going to have a nice little turf, like, nice little turf steak summer horse. Like, it's going to be perfect. And he just kept getting better and better and better. I mean, I used to gallop him all the time before he broke his maiden, and after that, I mean, I struggled to gallop him just because he was, like, tough, you know, and he could just, he's a type of horse where, you know, when you're on kind of a very average horse or whatever, I feel like it takes forever to get around the track. You feel like you're, you're like in a little Camry and it's like taking forever, you know, what I mean, to drive, but when you're on a nice horse like that, you can just feel the difference, and he would just get across the track so quickly and so easily. It was like, it felt like it was over in a second. Like that's when I really started taking him seriously. Um, You know, and then we, we decided we had to challenge him on the dirt because why not? You know, and any good, if you have a good two year old at that time of year, you have to try him on the dirt to see if you can go to the derby. And he took to it really well. You know, we trained him from behind, made sure he took kickback and then, we ran him in the Holy Bull, which was a little too short for him, not his style, but we just wanted him to get that experience on the dirt and he took to it pretty well. So that's, that's why we kicked on with
0: it. You just said he can be quite strong, yet you're riding him out here at Belmont and you've ridden him out before. What has that been like?
1: Um you know he's okay he I'm gonna be with a pony. we're just jogging he's good the, he actually we all train our good horses at the same time every day so now another guy gallops him at home, Eduardo, but we all kind of i ride oops he rides Soleil and then and his brother rides Ete Indian and another guy rides Kelsey's cross so it's kind of like they all go and train together so I don't get to get on him as much at home anymore but I so I really do appreciate like this time at Belmont where I get to get on him and ride him and he is just such a cool horse. I mean, doesn't turn a hair, class, like literally was scoop paddock schooling him today, walking him around on the buckle as there's like construction going on and didn't even blink at like bat an eye. He was just so calm and he's just so cool. He's so much fun. I love him.
0: Yeah. He's raced in partnership now with Reeves <laughs> Thoroughbred. How did that come about? Well, um, Mr. Reeves
1: took some interest in um, Soleil Volante after the Holy Bull. And, um, you know, we just, I mean, I've always admired the Reeves, um, you know, Dean and Patty, throughout my whole life. I mean, I watched Mucho Macho Man. And so when I found out that he wanted to be, buy into my horse, I mean, I was absolutely just, I was starstruck. I mean, I couldn't believe that. That was even potentially going to happen. And I honestly was like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. He's probably going to fail the vet. He's probably or something. It's not going to happen. And it did. And here we are today. And Mr. Reeves, like Dean and Patty Reeves are just the nicest people. They're such good ambassadors of the sport. They're so just, I mean, they've really taken me under their wing. Like I went to um, OBS with um, Dean recently. And like he introduced me as his partner to people. and, And I was just like, You know, that's so special to me Because a lot of the time people are like Oh, it's Patrick, that's Patrick's daughter, that's Patrick's daughter And I'm like, you know, as much as I love being my dad's daughter And I respect my dad and everything Like, I do want to make my own name in the industry I do want to, I want people to know me as more than just Patrick's assistant Or Patrick's daughter Like, I'd like to just be me, you know And so, I love that about Mr. Reeves He's really just, he's so good to me in that way he just really respects my opinion. And really, you know, he sees me like a horseman. And I love that.
0: It's So special. We'll get back to their involvement in a sec. But I just wanted to ask you about something that you said just a little earlier, you said just being me now, what is your ultimate goal in this industry?
1: I'd like to train. Definitely. Um, that's been my dream since I was a little kid. And I don't think there's anything I'd rather do. There's nothing that you know lights me up like this does um I'm really passionate about it and yeah maybe be the first female trainer in Hong Kong that'd be cool I would love to do that um (laughs) go back to the native country yeah so that'd be cool
0: I would love for you to make that dream come true it's not easy as you said your dad
1: (laughs) told you yeah no he told me not to do it (laughs) but you know you gotta good things don't come easy right
0: No, they don't. So he hasn't put you off your dream yet?
1: No, has not at all.
0: (laughs) Good, good. Getting back to the Reeses' involvement, I saw something come across on social media, an ad wishing Vellante good luck in the Belmont Stakes on Times Square. Who is responsible for that?
1: Patty Reeves is responsible for that. She is amazing. I mean, only she could pull that off. She's literally amazing. Um... So Lei deserves that. Honestly, I told him today, I was like, you're on a billboard, buddy. And his response, he was like, of course I'm on a billboard. I was $6,000 as a yearling. That's a lot of money. (laughs) I was like, you're right, buddy. You're right. You deserve that billboard. (laughs) So, you know, he's just, I couldn't think of a more deserving horse. He's so, he comes from such, like, small roots and here he is, like, you would have never imagined it would come this far, so really proud of him
0: before we dive into his credentials and i'd love to hear your take on the belmont stakes itself the field and how you think it might develop you talked a little bit about how he's so easy to handle and you told me that it's just you and your partner philip here that unfortunately your dad isn't able to come up with you guys Uh, what is that like um, you know,
1: I'm really glad I have Philip here because he's really good with Soleil Volante and he's just a big help to me, you know, extra support. Usually when I travel, I go out on my own, but my dad will usually fly out at some point and just be there. Um, so it's a little, you know, it's difficult this year. It's like one of the best moments ever, the best things ever, but I just wish I could share it with my dad because he's sick right now, so
0: he he can't come out, unfortunately, but we're going to make the best of it. That must be so difficult. Are you able to speak a lot on the phone? Is he guiding you now? I know yes. you have plenty of experience on your own as an assistant trainer, but I'm sure it's a great comfort to have him on the phone to ask
1: questions yeah. or
0: relay to him how the horse is doing. No, definitely. I mean,
1: we're FaceTiming 24-7. He's like, Andy, oh, nee, show me the horse. So, you know, it's like, he's still there. He's very, you know, he's very, this is his, this horses is his everything. You know what I mean? So, it's I think it's really hard for him not to be here I mean it's hard for all of us really because he's I mean he chose this horse I really feel like he should be here like you know he's made this horse so it's hard but Philip and I kind of know we gotta step up you know it's the hard times where you gotta step up and just keep going and hopefully you know the reward is great and yeah that's we all we can do is try our
0: best must be incredibly daunting, yet also exciting to step yeah. up to this challenge.
1: It definitely is. Um, I'm definitely nervous. No crowd kind of helps, but <laughs> it's it's still going to be nerve-wracking, you know. And just to be competing with horses of this caliber, you know, I I would have never even... If you would have told me three years ago when my dad literally only had 10 horses in South Florida, like just basically rebuilding his stable... Um, that in three years, we'd be saddling a horse in the Belmont who, you know, we purchased at OBS for $20,000. I mean, I would tell you, you're crazy. You know, just, I, words can't describe how proud I am of my dad for how much work he's put into this and how much, you know, he's just such a talented, hardworking, dedicated man. And, like, I just aspired to be even just an ounce of what he is. I would be happy with that because he's just that amazing to me.
0: I'm pretty sure he's very proud of you as well. And even just some owners. I remember when we did the feature in Saratoga, unfortunately for all the listeners, that feature never aired because Kelsey's cross was withdrawn from the race that day. But I remember one of the owners we spoke to saying that your dad is the luckiest person ever because he has those horses, the good horses, and he has you to look after them. Aww. That's sweet. I'm just the shit picker. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're doing more <laughs> than that. <laughs> all right, let's get into the race. Uh, Zolf- lante won the Grade Two Sam F. Davies earlier this year. Then he came back in optional allowance, uh, allowance optional claiming race at Gulfstream Park over a mile, beat them all there, including his stablemate Etty Indian. How did he come out of this race, and what made you guys decide to go for the Belmont and not the Bluegrass or any other? interesting races that could be on the cards for him.
1: Well, you know, he needed that race. We really didn't want to send him into the Belmont or the Bluegrass having not run for so long, you know. It's so hard when you have a top athlete and you're conditioning them to peak, you know, on Derby Day or wherever, like at a certain point, and then all of a sudden you have to taper their workouts down because you want to preserve them for the Kentucky Derby, which is in September, you know. So he went from being peak fitness to, like, us completely slowing i mean there was a month where we didn't breeze him at all just galloping jogging you know just really tapered down and mentally that was a little bit tough for him because he loves his job he loves what he does and you know we knew that going into the belmont or the bluegrass with over 100 days without running is just he would have been too itchy in his brain you know too it would have been just too much for him So we kind of use that race as like a little breeze, like a prep race. I mean, my dad instructed Luca, he said, if it's between losing the race or hitting the horse, you lose a race. Don't, no whip. It's a training race. Like, obviously try, try to win, but don't hit him. Don't beat him up. You know what I mean? And he won so impressively. I mean, in my mind, I was, everybody, I think, knew that that race was Made for Ete Indian, like just a style one mile, one turn at Gulfstream, short stretch, big turn, that kind of thing. Not really Toledo Volante's, you know, not really his where he excels. And he just really blew me out of the water that day, just like past everybody. Luca gave him the most beautiful hand ride, just so confident. And the way he came out of that race was like he needed that. You know, he went into that race just a little bit of baby fat, a little bit. You know, he wasn't at, he was probably at 85%, you know what I mean? And he came out like 95%, like he needed that race. And we did a little open gallop with him on Monday, not a breeze, but just like a little two-minute lick. And we kind of waited for him to tell us how, you know, we wanted to see how he came out of that work to see where we would, to make our final decision. Um, And he came out of that work, I mean, he was so happy to get on that track and Gallop and he came out just dappled and happy and fresh and you know from that moment on and even Dean Reeves agreed he said you know when you have a horse in this sport that's ready to run you have to run them so that's kind of what pushed us to run the Belmont.
0: Well he's the horse that comes back in the shortest period of time he's coming back in 10 days from that last race and then tap it to win it's had <clears throat> 16 days in between and I do believe Nomadic has had 28 days so that's a short turnaround. It is. Do you think that's a worry You're probably actually to his advantage in terms of fitness like you just described?
1: You know I really was concerned at first. I was like oh geez Patrick and your antics like you're crazy like this is wild like but honestly he's took he's taken it so well and he feels so good it doesn't worry me at all. Like for it you know it varies per horse like maybe that's a quick that would that would have been a quick turnaround for diamond noobs or for Atanian, but for soli volante like that's that works and because he gets when he two minute licks in the morning he doesn't get much out of it like his we measure heart rates after they exercise and his heart rate from doing like a minute 50 like my, a mile in a minute 50 is significantly lower than an average horse who does that at same time. So he doesn't get much out of his works. He needs to race. And my dad brought up a good point. Like, I, I forget the name of the trainer, but like a really a good, the trainer who has like the most wins in the Belmont would prep his horses by running them in the Met Mile like a week before. He brought that up to me. And I can't remember the name of the trainer, but.
0: Did the most wins by tra- James G. Rowe Sr. Hall of Fame trainer. Belmont stakes twice as a jockey and eight times as a trainer. Yeah.
1: My dad said he used to prep his horses for the Belmont by running them in the Met Mile week before.
0: Well, you can't argue with a Hall of Famer with the most champions to his name now, can you? Right?
1: No, I guess not. So, you know, I was obviously terrified, but I mean, I trust my dad and what he's doing. And he knows his horse better than anybody. So, And so far, he's been right. I mean, the horse has never been better. He's really... You know, also, I just kind of liked how the race played out. Like, there's a lot of speed. We all kind of agreed that, you know, as a closer, he'd kind of have a better, like, race play, like, kind of race advantage, just being able to come from behind. And even though apparently it's kind of a speed favoring race, like, I've heard, I've read articles about how this year's Belmont is going to be, it's going to be um, better for speedy horses. But I think he's, he's got a good turn of foot. He'll be able to pick them off. <laughs>
0: The draw was this morning at Belmont. He drew stall number two. Do you see that as a positive or a negative? And what would be the game plan jumping from there?
1: Well, according to Patty Reeves, it's a positive because the number two is white, which matches the Reeves' silks perfectly. So... (laughs) Um, if we're looking at it like that it's a positive um, but anyways I, I think it's positive anyways honestly because I think at a one turn mile and eighth with this much speed I don't think it really mattered that much for us um, I like to see Tappet to win on our inside he'll just hopefully go straight to the front and be out of our way um, and Max player is also a closer so maybe they'll kind of drop back together and you know but
0: I'm not upset I'm not upset I'm happy
1: yeah all
0: right well let's move on i'd love to hear your opinion on the rest of the field that you're facing which is not the easiest of fields but nor should it be it's the yeah. belmont stakes let's start with the favorite tis the grade one florida derby winner who's drawn stall eight for trainer buckley tag who positively had a little bit of a spring in his step when being interviewed this morning by the looks of it I mean yeah. why wouldn't you? You have the favourite for the Belmont stakes. Crazy. How tough do you think he is to beat? Oof. I mean
1: obviously he's going to be really tough to beat I mean he's just a super impressive horse. Um, even you know his past couple of works have been pretty awesome um, you know it's scary but you know all good things are scary <laughs> Um, I think, you know, Tizelaw is the toughest horse to be right now, just in the country in general at this level, and, um, but I really do believe Sully Vellante, if anybody could do it, maybe he could be the one. Just how, um, you know, Atanian has run against Tizelaw a couple of times, and he kicked Atanian's butt every single time, but then again, Atanian is also a front-running, kind of speedy horse and sometimes when you put two and two together like that it just doesn't work out so <clears throat> you know not I'm not knocking Tisla by any means but I just think you know Tiz. I think Soleil Vellante because he's a closer he really he really has it in him you know especially like you have no idea when he has a target and he sees that target like he wants to go get them he's wants to chase him down and he's got a big heart so, you know, obviously it's going to be tough, but is it possible? I think so.
0: Well, it'd be very interesting come Saturday. Let's talk about some of the other horses in the field. Let's talk about the horse that's on your inside, uh, Tap It to Win, who's currently 6-1 to one morning line. Now, mm-hmm. your horse is 9-2 to two morning line, so the better seem to have a bit more faith yeah. in, <laughs> in your uh, little boy. Yeah. Um, trained by Mark Cassay, uh, comes back of... Uh, a very, very strong win, the 4th of June, 97 buyer, won by five lengths in a first level allowance race at Belmont Park over a mile and 16. What do you think of him?
1: I mean, I think he ran some wicked fast times that day and super good numbers. I mean, you can't argue with that. Clearly, he's a talented horse, clearly, he's someone you gotta look out for. Um, I'm pretty surprised actually that he's 6 to 1. I thought they'd really have shorter odds on him um but looking at his past performances maybe he has been slightly inconsistent um you know obviously as a horse with a lot of talent we'll definitely be watching out for him but um you know same thing with Tizalot as he's a front runner and Sol Vellante's a closer i think maybe he could catch him at the end
0: yeah do you have any worries of possibly Sol Volante getting too far back and just coming up short cuz he's left with too much to do of course
1: I mean, I feel bad because every single race I watch with Soleil Vellante, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's not on the screen. Oh my gosh, not on the TV screen. You know, like every, he's literally not on the screen until the 3A to the quarter pole. But Luca Panicci, something about him and something about Soleil Volante, they just click. And Luca knows exactly where to put him and he just handles him so confidently. And I don't know what it is, but that horse just runs for him. So I really trust Luca's judgment on that. I, you know, I, I really do believe that he will put him in the best spot possible. And, you know, if he wants to be 12 legs back there, like if that's where he thinks he should be, like that's where he thinks he should be. And I'm just going to have to just bite my nails and go with it. (laughs) Let's
0: talk about one of the other runners. He's five to one, the number nine Dr. Post for Todd Fletcher, who certainly knows how to win. A uh, Belmont Stakes, uh, I think he's won, was it three? Rags to riches, Palace Malice and Taprit. How do you rate him? He's on your, well, fair bit on the outside, outside of the favourite, because de currently more than like six to five, mm-hmm. but we've already talked about him. How do you see him performing in this field?
1: You know, he's another one that's kind of on the rise. Like, he's been putting in some good numbers, good times, um... I don't think I'm... I feel like I'm not as worried about him as Tappetuin, but I am still... I mean, obviously, Todd Pletcher is amazing and he's produced a lot of Belmont champions, so... It's, it's it's just a good it's a good field of horses, you know. At any at this level, all the horses are good, so you really gotta just... You just gotta watch out and run your race, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Are there any other horses that are of interest to you in this race? I mean, if fair few are a bit bigger price we have a 50 to 1 shot in there but also a couple of 15 to 1 would there be anyone else that you think could come and steal it or even just run very well in this spot max player like you said linda rice is deadly like on the naira circuit
1: she and she knows how to get a horse ready even though that horse hasn't run in a little while you know she knows how to prep a horse um also i mean modernist is a good horse as well um it's been a minute since he's run but he is good so gotta watch out for that and um yeah I don't know we'll just gotta hope for the best it's scary I'm scared but I know Soleil's not scared so that makes one of us
0: <laughs> yeah Well that's very good to hear let's talk about some of your other horses before we wrap all of this up, because I do think you guys probably need to go to bed at some point. (laughs) Gotta go tuck so way in. (laughs) Yeah, so you can check on your star and then be up early again in the morning. I'll definitely be dropping by. I really need to come and say hello to your star. He seems like a very, very special boy. He is special. Let's chat about one of your favorites, Diamond Oops. I mean, I feel like there's not a day goes by that I don't see him on your social media feed, how much this horse means to you. Uh, He's a five-year-old now, by looking at Lucky. Mm -hmm. I thought he was running this weekend, but you just mentioned that he wasn't. What are the plans with him at present?
1: They're a little bit up in the air. Um, We ran him in just a little kind of overnight handicap, Um, and he finished second. He was like eight to five, finished second, but I should have told everybody, don't bet oops when he's 8-5 to because he always, he only runs good when he's like 30-1, to (laughs) like, so, you know, I mean, he ran good, but he just, it was also kind of a fitness race, I mean, my dad told Luca hit him one time, that's it, you're not allowed to hit him more than one time, and just, you know, get a good, obviously, yeah, try to win, but don't force him too much, and he needed the race, I mean, because we also backed off his training as well, um just after the Pegasus, we gave him like two months off where we just turned him out and he really needed that. So he should have a good year. You know, he's just kind of, after that race, now he's starting to get back into form. Um, I think he's so versatile. He could really go anywhere. I mean, he's great at a mile on the turf. He's deadly at a six seven furlong. That's where I would love to really see him go. I'd love to see him kind of do the same races as last year. Um, hopefully without my totally an imperial hint <laughs> he could be like really good male sprinter you know um, I'd love to see him do that Um, yeah but he's doing awesome he's my best friend and my whole heart so love him love that guy
0: <laughs> well it's incredible to hear that you would love to see him on sort of the sprinting mm-hmm. dirt uh, races at the top level when he was second in the grade one shadow turf over Malik Keenland last year, and then he won the Grade Three prospect stakes as well last year. I mean, that is so intriguing—a horse that is that versatile to go long on the turf, to then come back and be at quite a high level as a dirt sprinter. I mean, what's the <laughs> secret here? Are you feeding him something?
1: Just a lot of peppermints, a lot of kisses. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's a weird animal. I mean, literally the other day. I was pulling up, we were galloping, I was pulling up, and he spooked and started like leaping in the air, and I just came off, like just eject, ejected me straight out of the saddle, and landed on the track, and he literally just stood there and looked at me and was like, what happened? I was like, you did this, you did this, and then he just, I just climbed back up on him and we just rode home, like nothing happened, and I was covered in dirt and I just said nothing. (laughs) But... I mean, not a lot of racehorses would just stand there and wait for you. You know, he's, um, no, he's...
0: I don't know any racehorses that tend to do that. (laughs) He's Speaking from experience, they don't stand to wait around for you. (laughs) He is a special snowflake, that's for sure. (laughs) By the way, just quickly getting back to when I was saying, are you feeding him something special? Obviously, in the current situation in the racing industry, Mm -hmm. I did not mean anything with that. No, it's fine. (laughs) Peppermints was what I was hinting at. Yes. (laughs) Let's chat about... AJ Indian, who has been on the derby trail, has got 50 derby points. Mm-hmm. He won the grade two Fountain of Youth. Uh, finished a really strong third in the mm-hmm. Florida Derby as well. Where is he heading to next? What is currently his status? The half school, That's his next move. So, you know, we
1: just got to gotta work on his training a little bit. I feel like he's gotten a bit spoiled, if that makes sense. just I mean, he needed the race, for sure. I mean, fitness-wise, that just goes to show, like, him and Soleil Vellante were on completely the same training program. But it goes to show like how different horses need different things, because Soleil Vellante, it was he was fit enough that day, but at obviously wasn't. So, you know, we're just gonna have to sharpen him up and kind of maybe teach him how to rate a little bit, just because he's been so spoiled going on the lead all the time and getting things his way, and like in the mornings he's always leading us on the gallops. So, you know, we might have to just school him a little bit. But um, I think the Haskell should be a good spot for him. Speed-faring track. Maybe he could just learn to sit and, yeah.
0: Well, it yeah. certainly sounds like you have a bond for the stars to conquer some of the biggest races on the scene this year with. I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for you guys. It's a wonderful you, story. Naomi. I really want you to do well. But that's quickly because I wanted to ask you this question because we briefly talked about this before and it's something I have experience with myself. Your current studies or sort of studies at the University of Florida, you are following or doing a major in animal animal science. Mm -hmm. How are you able to combine a job as an assistant trainer with studying? I was riding out when I was doing my degree and it's really tough. And that's just riding out. That's not being an assistant trainer, trying to run a barn, traveling horses like you are.
1: Yeah, well, this year I actually took a break. Um, I have one more year left in my degree, but... Because, well, first, Oops was going to the Breeders' Cup. So I was like, okay, I'm going to use this as, like, my internship year, like, my internship semester. I got that approved and went. And then when I was going to go back in the winter, my dad got diagnosed with kidney cancer. So then I kind of had to just put school in the backseat and help out more at the barn, which is fine. Everything happens for a reason. Um, I'm happy to be, you know, I'm happy to have been on this ride with our horses you know, school can wait. I will get it done um, because actually because of coronavirus, all my classes are now available online. So yes, right. So I did actually enroll in fall classes, which is amazing. Um, we'll see how that I probably can't feed every afternoon, maybe now just every other so I can, you know, like study a little bit. But D's get degrees. That's all we're just going to get it done, <laughs> plow right through it. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that.
0: Well, if there's something good that comes out of the current pandemic that we find ourselves in and online classes being, yeah. <laughs> allowing you to continue your degrees, definitely a good thing. Definitely. So very happy to hear that for you. And I hope you will manage to finish it up. And aside from that, I think we're, you no, know, we've covered everything I wanted to ask you. Awesome. I'm so happy that you're sitting here with me. I really hope you guys are going to do incredibly well and is there anything else that you wish to share with the listeners? This, these are people that, you know, like to have a bet, but also a lot of people trying to learn about the game and learn about you. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, just, um, I don't know. Horse racing is, it's a crazy sport, but it is the most worthwhile thing ever. All the, I mean, if Soleil Volante even finishes in the money on Saturday, you will catch me crying and hyperventilating. Just watch out. I'll be hiding because they... I was crying after the Fountain of Youth and Gabby put me on TV and I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) I was like, please. I'm ugly crying. Like, not in this movie. But, um, yeah. Best feeling ever. Just to pour in anything in life. If you pour your passion into something, you will get a great reward and that reward is worth everything.
0: I remember that interview and... To me, it was just showcasing how important it was to you and how much it meant. So, no, it wasn't as bad as you make it sound. I think it was terrific and wonderful to show what this sport can do to people and how it can affect people. So, thank you so much, Andy Biancone. Honestly, so, so happy that you were here.
1: Thank you, Naomi. You're the best. Keep on doing what you're doing.
0: I am positively enamored by the bond Andy has with the horses in her charge, as well as the confidence she has bestowed on Saul for so I really wish them the best of luck. Here's rooting for the first ever female trainer in Hong Kong. You might have noticed I respect her and her continuous work ethic massively. Thank you so much, all of you guys, for being here with me today. It's a slightly shorter format that I've done in the most recent weeks, but I felt like adding another segment would take away from this special storyline leading up to Belmont Stakes like no other. History will be made this year, regardless of which horses win the Triple Crown races. Finish it off with a do-reach-out-to-me-with-questions, suggestions, comments... I've thoroughly enjoyed the interaction. And I said this beforehand, and I will keep repeating myself. Stay safe, everyone. Look after your mental and physical health, but possibly most importantly, stand up for what you believe in. scenes.